was amazing. I was, uh, you know, been really praying all day long and just trying to hear what he's saying. You know, it's, uh, let me know God is always speaking. Um, he's always have something that he's saying to us and, uh, and it's incumbent upon every one of us that we position ourselves to hear what he has to say. Yeah, he's not going to force us to stop. We just have to be disciplined enough to say, Lord, I'm going to position myself to hear your voice. And, uh, and, and as I was just been praying all day and just been seeking the Lord, and um, how many of you know sometimes you get tired? Anybody ever been just kind of tired? Um, you've been uh, just kind of wearied by the journey sometimes. And though we like to consider ourselves spiritual giants, in reality, we're all just on this thing. We're trying to find them. And we're trying to discover exactly what it is that he wants us to do. And, and, uh, and we need each other. We feed off of each other. Because the Bible says that uh, a three-band cord is not easily broken. And iron sharpens iron. And it's something about when we come together. There's a grace and there's a peace and there's something that is absolutely marvelous that happens in our lives. And, uh, and I was, uh, as I was praying about tonight, uh, I think you'll find this very, very helpful to you. And you probably have seen this in the scripture. I think that I have, but I saw it in a different way tonight uh, about this issue of praying. Um, praying sometimes is, is not something that we get excited about, and I can. And there's a lot of reason, and I and I say that I I speak about the church as a whole. I believe that every time the people of God come together for prayer, that the church to get serious about it. You've heard me say often that uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle, and uh, and one of these days I'm going to visit that church. But uh, every Tuesday night they have a prayer service. Um, they open the doors around, uh, say seven o'clock, but at six o'clock. There are thousands of people waiting to get into the church. It is unlike any, any atmosphere I've ever heard in my entire life. These are prostitutes, drug addicts, people that have all kinds of issues, and they are bombarding, and they're coming to church. They're excited about praying. And uh, one of the things that the Lord spoke to me is, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why isn't it sometimes we're not excited about prayer? God says, sometimes my people... They get weary and they get tired and they give up because they don't see the answer right away. And so they go from a place of faith to a place of, I hope he does it. We'll see what happens. And, and so Jesus said in one place that when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? And so what the enemy wants to do, he fights us. and He do everything he can to keep us off of our knees because our most powerful weapon is prayer. Do you hear what I'm saying? The most powerful weapon that you and I have is prayer. And when we get really serious about prayer, and that, and, and when, I, when I speak here tonight about prayer, and I'm going to read the text here in a moment in Luke chapter 18, if you want to go ahead and turn there. Um, when I speak about prayer, I'm not just talking about prayer from the standpoint that just coming to a service or just a particular time of day, although that's important. But I want to be in a place, and I think God wants all of us to be in a place, that we're talking to God all day long. 
I hear people say sometimes, well, you know, what's the order of things in your life? And they'll say, well, God is first. I start with him, and then second, my family, then my job, and, then, and, and, and you know, and they go over the whole process. And I like to say, no, God is, God is not just, you know, it's just not like the, the pecking order thing. It's really God is in the center of all that. And so every day I'm praying about my family. I'm praying about my wife. I'm praying about my job. And I'm in constant communication with him. The Bible said pray without ceasing. So what that means is that God expects us to be always in the attitude of prayer. Do you know that before the fall, that Adam and Eve had it? I mean, you know, men, men, it wasn't until later on in Genesis that men had to seek the Lord. But Adam had it so that, you know, God would just, you know, they would just have a conversation, just like we're talking now. And when Adam blew it, God said, Adam, where are you? What's up? What, what have you done? Because there had been a, a breach in the spirit. And then a short time after that, the Bible says men begin to call on the name of the Lord because of the separation of sin. But it's always been God's intention that we have this kind of fellowship whereby we're always talking to God. That while you're riding in the car, you're talking to him. That while you're on the job doing your work and your boss is kind of bearing down on you and saying, you got to get this project done. You're saying, Lord, have mercy. Give me wisdom. When you're in the grocery store shopping for the kids. You're talking to God about the kids and you're talking to God about, you know, Lord, uh, you know, how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that? And you're thanking God that he's providing, even though you're going through a time where you're not really sure when things are tight. But you just keep pressing, you keep talking and you keep thanking God no matter where you are. That's where God wants us to be. Where there's, That's why the Bible says that to pray without ceasing, that in all things we ought to give thanks. And so I want us to think about it tonight as that when we talk about consecration week, we, we do set a time when we fast and pray every year. And this is one of those times. But don't look at it as, okay, this is just a week that we fast and pray, and then it's over after that. Let, it, let this continue and grow into something that is dominating your life every single day. Because when we get connected to God in that way, let me tell you something. Things start happening. It is so easy. How I many you know it's so easy to get so busy? And, and before you know it, you're just doing stuff. And then you're like, you know, I, I haven't talked to God. Have you ever been that way? I've, I've been like so busy. And we're doing good things and mean well. And I've been times I've been like, oh, and I hate to tell you that as a pastor, but it's happened to me. It's been like, oh, man, I, I didn't mean talk to God about this. I just, I just did it, and and you know, and what it means is that 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 there's not that constant flow of communication. That God wants to fellowship. God is like, listen. God is not interested in being our bellhop. He's just some kind of spiritual ATM. He's not interested in that, because if that was the case, you know, think about it. You know, you got relationship with your spouses. If every time you came, it was all about just give me, give me, give me. How much would you enjoy that relationship? But God wants a relationship. He wants to talk to you. He wants to love you. He wants to hear your voice. He don't want just for us to come to a place that we become just, Lord, give me, give me, give me. Because there's something about that that's just not right. If somebody treated you that way, you'd be like, you don't really love me. You just want me for what I got. I don't want God for what he got. I think we got to come to a place. That we say that God, if I got nothing else, I got you. That's I'm good with that. 
That's why Paul said, Paul said, I learned how to be content in whatever state I'm in. He said, brother, I can live with a whole lot and I can live with very, very little. He said, I can do everything. I don't matter with me because Paul said, I got the most important thing. I got Jesus. Why isn't Jesus enough anymore? Why isn't he enough? Why is it that we just don't, Jesus said to the church, one of the churches in Revelation, I think it's the first church, I forget which one it was. But he said, y'all are doing a lot of good stuff, but you forgot your first love. There's no emotional connection with me. You're just doing stuff, but you're not connected to me. And God, and it's a reminder that God, yes, he wants us to do good things and good works, but more than that, he wants us. We can't ever lose sight of that. He's our personal savior. We got to find that place where we love him. Where we just love getting in his presence and singing. And it's not a chore to worship. It's not a chore to talk to God. It's just, it's like that song, Praise is What I Do. You ever heard that song? It's just what I do. The song is so powerful because he says, Praise is just what I do. It's who I am. I live it. That's what I do. I, I live in it all the time. And so in Luke chapter 18, Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. That's why he said this parable. And listen, there was a certain city. There was in a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now, there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this woman troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now you would think the Lord would give her rebuke, right? No, he doesn't. Listen to what he says. Then the Lord said, hear what that unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out? Day and night to him, though he bears long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? God wants us to have a persistent attitude toward our prayers. This woman, she was persistent. You remember the story in Genesis, I believe, chapter 32, where it talks about how Jacob wrestled with God. He didn't realize who he was wrestling with. And, uh, and, 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 and the angel, which was a theophany, which is a whole other thing, the, theologically speaking, the Lord basically said to him, said, uh, said, said, let me go. He said, no, no, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This woman was basically saying, I am not going to leave you alone until you avenge me of my enemies. You see, God wants us to have a persistent attitude about our prayer life. And see, what happens is we get tired, right? God don't come and answer our prayers quick and right away. So what do we do? We lose heart. And then we're half-hearted at it at times. But this woman said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. 
You, you don't understand. It's like my kids, my two little ones now. But the wife and I will be asleep and we'll get the knock on the door. And we like this, ignore them. They'll go away. <sighs> Who is it? Go away. We'll come out later. <laughs> Minute later. Hey, who is it? That didn't Who? That didn't Go, go away. Come back later. And I'm determined. I'm laying down. I'm not going to get, baby, don't move. Don't get up. Don't move. Don't move. And next thing you know, I'm up. Who is it? What you want? God want us to be like that. That if you're praying for a breakthrough, you keep praying for it. If you're praying for God to deliver you and your finances, you don't ever stop praying. You keep praying until you get it. If you're praying for your relationship or your marriage, you never stop praying until you get it. See, this woman was persistent. She said, I ain't stopping. I'm going to keep banging this door. And Jesus is kind of like saying, that's what I want. Because, see, this thing is bigger than you and me. God is moving things all the time. And every time that we're persistent in prayer, we're saying to God, first of all, we're declaring that we need you, that we trust you. And and when we hold on to God, we recognize and realize that God is moving things that we can't even see. He's shifting this over there. He's moving this in place. And what God wants you to be is to hold on. That's why Jesus says, when I come back, will I find people that really believe me? Will you still be in faith or would you have given up? Would you have given up and said, Lord, you took too long? God, a key element to your prayer life and my prayer life is that we got to be persistent. You got to be persistent. Number two, watch this. She believed that what she prayed for was in the will of God. That's why the Bible says you must come boldly before the throne of grace, right? Why does it say that? Because we're not to come timidly and afraid. We're not to come like, I hope God, I don't know. See, you got to resolve those issues before you open your mouth. You got to get it right. You got to first discern whether or not what I'm praying for is in the will of God. Once you believe that what you're praying for is biblical, is right, is just, then you need to open your mouth with authority. Now, this woman said, now what, what, what was her prayer? She said, Lord, avenge my enemies. Now, we know that she was praying according to the will of God, right? Well, why, Pastor, why do you say that? Because the Bible says, watch this, in Romans, it says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. So God don't want, listen, we know she was playing in the will of God because if she was in the flesh, she would have said, Lord, let me get to him or her and rip their head off. You ever felt like doing that to some people? With your holy self, sanctified, loving Jesus. That sometimes, that, that she, she was in the will of God, right? She was saying, Lord, pray, Lord, Lord, avenge my enemies because you said in your word that vengeance is mine. I will repay. So according to your word. See, we got to learn how to pray the word of God. Sometimes we start praying and, you know, you lose sight of words. Get the Bible, open it up, and get to recite prayers. 
prayers of the word. You know why? Because God is accountable to his own word. He is accountable to his word. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word. And so when you're not, when you've done everything you know to do, when you've done what, what you've been obedient, you said, Lord, I've been giving. Lord, I've been tithing. Lord, I've been serving. Lord, I've been loving. Now, Lord, according to your word. See, that's why David said, Lord, he said, search my heart, oh God. If there's anything in me that's not right, I, I want to get it right right now. So he says, so this woman knew that what she was asking God for was in the will of God. Do you believe that God wants you to be financially healthy? Mm -hmm. Do you believe God wants you to have a great marriage? Do you believe God wants your family members safe? Do you believe God wants you to prosper as your soul prospers? Then when you pray and open your mouth, keep praying and believe it and keep confessing it. Because if you're praying in the will of God, now you can't go up there and pray the Lord God just, just hurt some people for me. You got to pray. See, you got to pray according to the will of God. Love your enemies. Do good to those that mistreat you and harm you. Bless those that curse you. Oh, goodness. Then he says, rejoice and be exceeding glad because great is your reward in heaven. Now, after I've done all of that, then I can go to God. I can say, Lord, you know, I've done this. I've done right. I've done exactly what you said do. Now, God, according to your word, you said in your word that my God shall supply all of my needs because I've cared for the things of the kingdom. I put you first. And according to your word, God, you got to come through for me. That's what this woman was saying. Avenge my enemies. If she was talking directly to Jesus. Now, this was a parable. But Jesus was given the parable to show how we ought to pray to God. So she was talking directly to God or to Jesus. She would be saying, avenge my enemies because you said in your word that you would do it. (laughs) So you can come with a boldness. And and number three, her persistence paid off. Her persistence paid off because this woman was persistent. She didn't give up. She didn't get tired. She didn't say, okay, I've been praying for this for five years and God ain't moved for me. This woman said, because, you know, by the way, there's no record in here about how long it took. Did you notice that? It didn't say after two weeks. It didn't say after a month. There's no record of. Exactly how long? How me know that God's timing and our timing are two separate issues? A thousand years is like a day to the Lord. How me know God got time? He lives outside of time. But this woman, persistent, persistence paid off. And our persistence will pay off when you and I come to that point. That we have the attitude, God, I'm not going to let you go. I don't care if it takes a month. I don't care if it takes two months. I don't care if it takes a year, five, ten years. That I want to die in faith. Do you hear me? The Bible says that many of those in Hebrews chapter 11, they died in faith. They did not receive the promise. But they embraced them afar off. 
because they believed there was something better for them in that next life. And so they died in faith. I, I don't know about you, but when I leave this earth, I, I want them to say one of the things I want them to say on my tombstone. Figure out a baby. If you still here before me, just figure out a way to put. He died in faith. He died believing God. Like Enoch. You know who Enoch is? <sighs> Enoch. Ain't much said about Enoch, but boy, those few verses are awfully powerful. Say Enoch was and he was not, for God took him. The fellowship that Enoch and God had was so deep and so sweet. God said, I can't leave you down here. You got to come up here with me. The Bible says God just took him. Enoch, that's all, that's all it says about Enoch. Enoch was and then he was not, for God took him. King James Version. Look, look at one more scripture and then we're done. Because this just echoes it. And in Matthew 7. Seven, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. You know, if you study that in the Greek, that ask means keep on asking. Knock, seek means you keep on seeking. Knock means you keep on knocking. You know, Jesus, James even says it. He says, you have not because you what? Ask not. Well, God, you know, you even did such and such for me. Well, have you asked him? God, remember, God is, he wants to be in relationship to us. He wants a relationship. He wants us to communicate. He wants us to talk to him. He wants there to be some substance there. So first, we got to come to a point we ask. Then he says, you seek. That means that every single day, what I'm asking God for, I get up believing that it can be. Where is it? Where's my blessing? I get up every day that we should be getting up seeking for it, looking for it. Because let me tell you something. You'll find it. He's a seek and you'll what? You will find. So every day after I have prayed, I've asked God. I know I'm praying in the will of God because what I'm asking God is not about the flesh. It's about it's about him. It's about his purpose in the earth. It's about what he said in his word. So now I'm asking, I'm seeking. And, and, and you know what? And I'm going to find it. I'm going to keep knocking just like my kids do. I'm going to keep knocking, keep knocking, because he says that these are the kind of people that get their prayers answered. So there takes a lot of persistence in praying. There takes determination in prayer. There takes sometimes, you may say, well, I prayed for that one thing this week. Well, keep praying it until it comes through. Well, I've been praying for this break. Well, keep praying it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Lord, I've been, keep doing it. He says, because shall God not avenge and take care of his people who cry out to him day and night? He says, I'm going to take, take care of my peeps. Now, it may be a minute. It may be a minute because, how do you know, like we sung in the song, it ain't really just about us. See, that's, that, see, that's one of those deep concepts that people don't want to hear. You start preaching that in church a lot, churches start to thin out a little bit. Joel Osteen Church might not be so big. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go there. I'm just using, I, that's the only one I can think of. But, you know, I'm not being critical. I'm just saying that when people are taught today over and over, over and over again, that it's about what God can do for me. I didn't get nothing out of this service. It wasn't for you. It it didn't, nothing happened. I didn't feel anything. You're supposed to be giving you're supposed to be worshiping. 
We come to church on Sunday morning. I hope you ain't coming just to be showing up. You're coming because you're pressing into him. It's about him. It's not about us. Well, I just, I just don't want to go to church because it's just boring. No, you boring. <laughs> come on. It ain't, the, it ain't nothing wrong with the church. No, we, let me tell you something. You can be, you can, a preacher can be the most boringest preacher. But I ain't going to get bored because I'm excited about Jesus. And I'm going to bring something to the table. I ain't just coming to get, to just get, you know, some, get some goosebumps. I don't need goosebumps. I had enough of those. I get those when the Cowboys score a touchdown. It's been a long time. I don't need that. I don't need goosebumps. I need a, I need a revelation. I need a move. I need God to touch me. I need to see another dimension of him that I've never seen before. I want to see something about God that takes me to a whole other level. I want my faith stronger. I want to be able to have peace in the midst of a storm. I want to be able to lay hands on the sick and see him recover. I want to be able to see places change and transform because of the glory of God. I'm not looking for, it's just about me and mine. Give me mine. Give me mine like a little kid. People that are spiritually deep, it ain't just about them no more. When you really get a revelation of who God is, you don't come to church looking for you. You come to church, you're like, Lord, I'm coming to give it all to you. I'm coming to worship. That's why I wonder sometimes. People stand up and they say, and they stand up there and stare at the screen like it's going to jump out at them. I'm like, it's a worship service. Well, I don't like this song. Well, you know, sometimes, can I get a revelation? I don't like this song either. (laughs) I'd rather have live music. I like a little gospel. I like a little Kurt Franklin sometimes, all right? I like a little bit of everything. Yeah. I don't like it either. But you know what? It ain't about me. That's right. Is what the song's saying, is it true? Is he worthy? Yes, is it? Then I just say it. I say it. Don't matter. It's, it's what it is. It, it could be a country tune. It could be country. It could be bluegrass. But if, I know it's tough, but do you get, but, <laughs> It'd be bluegrass, but if it's got Christ in it and it's speaking the truth, I can sing that. Because I know, first of all, when I walk in that door, it ain't about me. I ain't coming in here because, God, I need you to make me feel like I'm the most special person in the whole wide world. That happens, but it's a byproduct of your seeking him. It's not the primary objective. And so tonight, oh, boy. Anyway, I went over and y'all it's y'all faults because y'all should have stopped me you should have had a watch (laughs) let's pray let's just prepare our hearts hallelujah hallelujah god it is about you tonight oh god oh god oh god father god you have told us tonight lord god that we need to cry out to you day and night Father, you remind us, Lord, about being persistent in our prayers. Father God, I pray for those who have gotten weary in prayer, that you would strengthen them, Lord. Empower us, Lord, to fight the good fight of faith, Lord God. For, Lord, we put on the, uh, Lord, the full armor of God, that we may be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. And, Lord God, we put on, Lord God, the helmet of salvation, glory to God, the breastplate of righteousness, our loins gird about with truth. 
Our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take up the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith that we might quench all the fiery dots of the enemy, God. Oh, God, we thank you tonight, Lord God, that you're coming through for us. Hallelujah. God, that we, the Lord, we thank you tonight, Lord God, that there's been healing taking place and there's been financial breakthrough, Lord. That's right, Lord. There's been restoration of dreams and visions, Lord. There have been, Father, a provision for that which is lacking, Lord, because when you come back, you will find here a people of faith. God, you will find a people, Lord, that just like this widow who cried unto you day and night. And you said in your word, you will avenge those that cry out to me day and night. Oh, God, we love crying out to you. We love being in your presence, Lord. We love seeing you come through. And, Lord, we love seeing you making a way out of no way. God, we love, Lord God, just seeing you move. And, and Lord God, do the impossible, God. Father, some of us are in some tight spots tonight. Oh, but we thank you, Lord God, that you're bringing us out. For you declared in your word that the righteous falls seven times, but he gets right back up. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us will prosper because we're the righteousness of God. We've been standing on your word. Father, we've been walking with you. And Lord God, because of that, nothing, Lord, shall be in our way. Nothing will cause us to stumble tonight. God, we pray against every trick of the enemy. The devil, Lord, is working overtime to deceive the people of God, to get us to move out of place, to get us to move from underneath the umbrella of grace. But God, we stand firm tonight. Father, we will not be moved. Though the, the rivers and the waters rage, Father God, though the earth be removed and the mountains be cast in the sea, Lord, in this one thing, we will be confident yes. that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, Lord, we remain steadfast, unmovable, Lord. We want you to know, Father, that we're like Jacob's tonight. We got a Jacob anointing, God, a Jacob anointing that we ain't going to let you go. We ain't going to let you go. We ain't going to let you go, Father, till you move, Lord, till you give us a breakthrough, till you answer us, Lord. You said you would answer us speedily, Lord, until you come through. We want you to know that we will not let you go. According to your word, according to your word, we will never let you go until you bless us, God. Oh, God, we thank you tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Oh, God, I am praying tonight, God. That, Lord, that you will look on every heart tonight. Look at every heart, Father God. And if our hearts are not right, I pray you will fix it, Lord. I pray if we're not thinking right, that you will bring clarity. I pray, God, that you would bring revelation, Lord. In other words, Lord, Lord God, adjust us, Lord, according to your purpose. And then move by your Holy Spirit and bring about the victory, God. God, we move into place tonight. 
Remove in the place of the anointing that breaks yokes and strongholds, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, God, that, Lord, that you're making a way for us. For, Lord, you did not bring us this far to leave us. No, 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 no. You will not bring us to the point, Lord, God, of delivery, and we don't give birth tonight. Oh, God, you are not a God that will fail your people. Oh, no, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. You have not brought us this far to, to leave us, Lord. Right. Oh, God, no, you haven't, God. Hallelujah. For, Lord God, you said in your word, Father God, according to your word, Father God, that he who has began a good work, right. <laughs> you said that you would complete it. That's what you said. That's what you said. It's in the book, Lord. It's in the book. Father, you started this work. Man didn't start what's going on in us. Lord, we didn't start this church. You started the church. You said upon this church, the gates of hell will not prevail. Lord, this is your church. This is your house. God, the Bible, you declared in your word that you have set boundaries and you determined where all men should live. You even placed us where we are, God. It was you, Father, that moved us and put us where we are. It is you, God, that brought certain people in our lives. And it is you that gave us a job that we have. And God, it is you that provided us with the house that we have. And God, it was you, Father, that, that clothed us in our right mind. And it was you, Lord, that gave us the spouse that we got. It was you, Lord, that gave us the children that we got. It was you, Father God, that gave us everything that we have, God. Everything. It was you. It was you, God. It was you. And Lord, because we know it was you, I'm praying tonight, God, that there will be a peace, hallelujah, that will come over us as you work out all the details. God, you, we're turning over to you. I don't know what your problem is, but pray in the spirit and just ask you, just turn it over to God. Whatever it is that's troubling you, whatever it is you need God to move, just go ahead and just release it to him. Let him know that you're trusting in him. Let, thank him for the victory while you're praying. Go ahead and thank him. So, Lord, I thank you for the victory because he's going to give it to you. Because there's a pers persistent anointing in this house. There's an anointing of persistence tonight. A persistence, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we're not growing weary tonight. But we are those that press on to victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for your breaking through all the darkness, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, God, we're feeling strong tonight. Oh, God, we feel bold tonight. Oh, God, our strength has been renewed. Hallelujah. There's a fresh anointing, God. There's a bold. There's a boldness that's coming over us tonight, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord God. We're willing to be a fool for Jesus tonight. We're willing to go into the dark places for you. We're willing to do what needs to be done that we might see your glory and that your glory it might be revealed in us. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep praying, saints. Keep praying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. She suffered for 12 years. And at the sight of Jesus, she pressed through the crowd to get to him. 
And God just spoke to me that no matter what the obstacles are that's in your way, that we have to just press through. Devil is always going to bring up some type of hindrance to keep us from pressing through. Don't let the devil keep you from pressing through. Press through as the woman with the issue of blood did. And she received her miracle after 12 years. And God's saying, no matter how many years you've prayed, no matter what the issue is, press through and receive your miracle. Don't let nothing keep you from reaching God because your miracle is waiting for you. I could not imagine the discouragement that had come over this lady. I mean, 12 years. 12 years with an issue. And a lot of us have issues that we have, that we've been carrying for so long. Don't let the devil hinder you from reaching your miracle. Your miracle is waiting for you. I don't know what your issue is, but God says, press through. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Press through to God. Press through. For God is waiting for you. He wants to heal you. He wants to restore you. He wants to help you. But you have to press through. Press through. Oh, we thank you, Father God, for your word, Father God. We thank you for your unchanging word, Father God. You're the same today. You're the same today as you were before, Lord. You are unchanging God. You're the same God that that woman pressed through to get to, Lord. Help us to press through, Father God, for all the miracles you have for us. We were talking the other night how it would be a shame to get in heaven and to see all the blessings that we could have gotten if we were just continued to press through. You imagine getting up to heaven and God showing you all these blessings you could have had, but you just gave up. God, I don't want to be that person. I want everything that you have for me, Father God. And I'm going to be persistent until I get it, Lord. And I know some of you might say, I've been praying for this for so long. And he hasn't answered me yet. Think about the lady with the issue of blood. Twelve years. Can you imagine how many shears were shed by her? How many people probably told her to give up? You're not never going to get your healing. But that lady did not give up. She pressed through that crowd and she got to Jesus and she got her miracle. And your miracle is waiting for you. Don't let people tell you. Don't listen to people. You listen to God. You be led by the Spirit. Not by your family. Not by your friends. Be led by the Spirit as that lady was led by the Spirit. She did not allow other people to influence her faith. You press through. 
There's no obstacle bigger than God. He's able to get you through any issue that you're going through. His timing is not our timing. That's one thing that we got to remember. God's timing is not ours. We may want it now, but God says, no, I, you need to go through this and this and this before I give you your miracle. Because when you go through stuff and you get your miracle, you are more appreciative and your faith is stronger. And that's why you can come into the house of God and raise holy, holy hands and people are looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Because those people do not know what you've been through to get your miracle. God, help us to press on, Lord. Help us to press through no matter what's coming our way, Lord. Help us, Father God, to use those circumstances to be stronger, Lord. You put us through things not for us to come out weaker, but for us to come out stronger, Father God. That we may be a testimony to others who may go through the same thing. Usually, God puts you through things for you to be a testimony for someone else. And I think the bigger the miracle, the stronger the testimony. The bigger the miracle, the more, the more, the more the devil's going to put up obstacles because he knows that there's something great waiting for you. So don't give up. Pray without ceasing. Never give up. So many times we want to microwave. <laughs> A microwave miracle, meaning we want it now. We don't want to wait. We don't want to go through the obstacles. We don't want to go through the heartache. But that's not how God works. God wants you to go through those things. Because in our weakness, he is made strong. Amen. And he puts you, you through those things so he can be your strength. He don't want you relying on your own strength. So many times we want to just do it ourselves. God says, no, cast your burdens upon me. Don't try to do it within your own strength. Press through to him. Press through to him in prayer. Pray to him. Talk to him. Like my husband said daily, talk to him. I thank you, Lord, for the revelation you've given to me this week, Lord. How important it is to be persistent. How important it is to spend daily time with you, not just in the morning, but all through the day, thinking about your goodness, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for your word, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for your word, Father God. Father God, I really lift up the, the uh, church tonight, Lord, that so many times, Lord, your word can be distorted, Lord, to fit man's way of thinking, Father God. God's word was given through the Holy Spirit, and no man should be able to distort it. His word is powerful, life-changing. To bring us into a more intimate and loving relationship with our Father. And if we're going to be 
uh, influence over our nation. We have to set the standard that we will not allow God's word to be distorted. False teachings are out there. People are saying that you can be saved by doing good things. The word is being watered down to a point where no one wants to offend anybody anymore. They're allowing perverseness within the church. Perverseness behind the pulpits. And God is not happy with that. God says there's only one name under heaven which man can be saved. And that's Jesus. And Paul warned that there will be many false teachers in the last days. Distorting the word of God. And he said that let them be in a curse. Anyone that preach other than this gospel. And as a people of God, we should be in the same attitude as Paul. We heard this gospel preach any other way. We should stand our ground and say, we're not going to take that. It says Paul cried tears. He agonized over three years about that. That he was so disturbed by what people were doing that he agonized for three whole years and cried tears. And that really showed me that we should be in the same mindset. We shouldn't sit idly by and let work, God's word be distorted. There's no way we're going to reach the nations if we don't stand up for righteousness and the truth, which is the gospel. There's no other way you can be saved but through Jesus. There's no other way. God is not happy with homosexual activity. And they're easily say, oh, well, God loves everyone. Yes, look, God loves everyone, but he does not love your sin. God is not happy with pastors marrying men and marrying women. No, God is not happy with that. And we have to stand up and say it's wrong. It's sin and it's wrong. And until we do that, until the church can get it right, there's no way we can get the world right. It, it just burdens my heart when I see, see how rampant this society is in a moral decline. God's word has become just a, a couple of strict guidelines for some people. And that's not what it is. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword able to pierce the heart and marrow the bones, discerner of the heart and, and thoughts. That's what it is. It's living. It's, not, it's just not a dogma to be adhered to a couple of strict guidelines. Go to church, pray. No, that's not what God's word is. God's word is living. And that's the way we should look at it. Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord. Help us to stand on your truths. In these last days, Lord, that we may reach the masses with the truth, Father God. You said judgment will start at the household of faith, Father God. We pray for all the churches who are not, who are not preaching, Father God, your infallible word, Father God. Help them, Father God. Have mercy upon them, Father God. 
Help us to preach your word in season and out of season, Lord. Help us not be influenced by the world, but let the world be influenced by us, Father God. We want to reach the nations with the truth, Father God. Not with some distorted, watered down, feel good message, Father God. But with the living truth. Have mercy upon us, Father God. We pray for the next generation, Lord. We pray for our children. They're the next generation, Father God. And they're going to have to be some strong soldiers, Father God. Because it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. We pray, Father God, for the next generation, Lord. That you will build such a tenacity in them, Lord. For the things of God. That they will stand their ground. In this perverse society, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will break the bonds, Father God, to help this. Got so many people bound. Break the chains of perverseness, Lord. Sexual immorality, Father God. Break the chains, Father God, of drug addiction, prostitution, adultery, unfaithfulness. Greed. Only you can change that, Father God. We love you tonight, Lord. We love you, Lord, with all of our heart, Father God. And it's a privilege to be in your house tonight, Father God. And we lift up praise to you. Michelle, can I have you come up here to the Lord? Just let in my heart to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Michelle, Father God. She has a heart for you, Father God. But God is just telling me that he's trying to take you to another level. He wants to take your ministry to another level. But you have to get to another level first before he can take your ministry. He wants to take your ministry to level beyond your imagination, Michelle. But he is saying that he needs to work some things out in you and that he wants you to love him with all your heart and with all your soul and don't compromise righteousness. He sees all your works but he wants more of you. He wants more of you, Michelle. He loves you and he's just saying that you're going to do some great and mighty things. Your ministry is going to a whole nother level. A level you cannot imagine. But he doesn't want that ministry to outgrow you. He wants you to move with that ministry. And he wants you to draw closer to him. Closer to him. Closer in his word. Closer in prayer. Father God, thank you for Michelle. Thank you for bringing her into our church family, Lord. She's been a blessing. I pray for a greater anointing over her right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. A greater anointing, Lord. 
she, he's just saying that ministry is going to just take off. You just can't imagine what he has for you. So I pray over Michelle right now that you prepare her for all that you have for her, Lord. Prepare her heart, prepare her mind, prepare her spirit. There's going to be people that try to come draw you away, but God says, no, you draw closer to me. You keep me. You keep me. You keep your eye on me. I'm your source. I'm your strength. You put all your hope in me because he will never fail you or forsake you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been, you've been faithful. The Lord wants you to know that he's seen your tears. He's seen the frustration. He's seen some of the, uh, the disconnectedness. And he's seen how even the enemy has tried to lure you away on many occasions. He's trying to pull you back. But you stayed firm. You continue to be an example. And you keep seeking him. And you keep running after him. You remain faithful. And God wants you to know he sees that. And God is about to do a quick work. I sense the Lord is saying that there's going to be a shaking in your family. It's going to be a shaking in your family. But he wants you to know that he's going to shake some things in order to mold some things. So he wants you to be prepared. I sense the Lord is saying this is a season where you need to seek him with all of your heart. You need to cry out for your family. There is something, and I can't really see what it is. I just sense that there's, there's a, a demonic, there's something that's trying to come in and trying to wreak a little havoc. It's a spirit that is trying to zap life out there. It's trying to come through the back door. I don't know what it is, but it's something. It's something that's, that's trying to wreck your home. It's trying to wreck your marriage. It's trying to disturb your children. And I, I sense it's a generational thing. But the Lord is about to break all of that. And God is going to cover you. Satan wants to sift you like wheat. But the Lord is with you. He wants you to know that. That we will know my, he says, don't look to the left or to the right. Don't even be concerned about what it looks like. Because the way it's going to look to you is going to throw you off. He says, keep your eyes on me. Trust him with all of your heart. Because what he's about to do is what you've been asking him to do for years. And what God is breaking is something that is generational. And it's taking a little time. <laughs> It's taking a little time. But God wants you to stay right where you are in his presence. Stay in his word. You keep going to church. You keep seeking his face. You keep praying. And, and I sense the Lord is saying you need to go through your house and anoint your house. Okay? I don't know what it is. Just go through your house. Get some, get some oil. And just every room. Just go in there and just anoint it. Something God, I, I, I just sense there's something there. That, that just go get the anointing oil and you need to pray in the spirit you need to walk around your house you need to pray they ain't gonna even know what you're praying about you may not even know what you're praying about but there's something that's happening in the realm of the spirit 
and, and you are the spiritual authority in that house right now. You are the spiritual authority in the house and God is going to use you. And you are the right, just like uh, when, when they were praying in the Old Testament, uh, when uh, and Abraham was praying, you know, that there is, you know, a ten righteous in the city, you know, that there's, there's a righteousness presence in that house and it's you. And God want to use you and God wants you to be prepared for battle because you're going to have to step out there and fight. But the Lord wants you to know he's going to be with you. He just don't want you to be blindsided. He don't want you to, you don't need to worry about it. You don't need to overconcern yourself with it. You just need to pray. You need to keep your eyes on him and know that the Lord is bringing about a great victory. He had, he had breaking up some hard stuff. He just wants you to know that. He's breaking up some stuff. And so just stand firm. Stand firm. Don't move to the left or to the right because your breakthrough is at the doorsteps. And you're going to see things, the heat's going to be turned up a little bit, but that's okay. Just know God is fixing it. Just know he's fixing it. Father, I thank you for Yolanda. God, she is a mighty, mighty woman of faith. And God, I thank you, Lord, that she has sought you with all of her heart, Lord. She has stayed the course. And Lord, sometime it's been hard. She's been trying to work at it on both ends, Lord. But Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you got her covered. Hallelujah. That you have her covered. And I pray that in this season, God, as you bring about a shift in her life, as you bring, Lord God, her husband to a point, Lord, where he will begin to see the glory that he will begin to see you, Father God, that her children, Lord, will follow you, Lord, that, Lord, Satan will not be able to have any of her children, Lord. I pray against every spirit, every demonic force that will try to lure and try to pull, Lord God, their family, their children away from you. Lord, I come against it in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father God, that they will prosper in the spirit. I pray that they will be spiritual giants. I pray, God, that they will be examples in the kingdom of God. I pray, Father God, that they will walk with you, Father God, not when they get old, but in their youth. I pray for prosperity. I pray for peace. I pray, God, that you would anoint uh, my sister in this season, Lord, that you would give her a strength, give her a power God give her an anointing God to be able to walk in that situation and bring about the desired result for father you are working in her to will and to do of your good pleasure hallelujah 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 and we thank you Lord we thank you father God that you're doing this work in her life we thank you father God that no weapon formed against her will prosper the Lord God she has the victory she has the victory. Lord God, I thank you, Lord. She has the victory already. We praise you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on up here, Sandra. Let's pray for you. Hallelujah. Come on up, Sister Diamond. Let's pray.
just sense greatness. for a long time in your life. You've been able to work things out. You've been able to control a lot of things to some extent. Now God is bringing you to a point. He's taking you to another level. He's going to bless you greater than where you were before. He wants you to know that what you are experiencing now is preparation for something greater than what you could have ever imagined. Because this work will not be done by man. It will be done by him. And the Lord is saying, don't despise this season that you're in. He's saying, don't despise it. The Lord is saying that what he's doing in your life is going to cause you to bring many sons and daughters into the kingdom. There's an anointing. There's a giftedness that God has put in your life you're going to be a mother to many people. You're going to be a light in darkness like never before. You're going to walk into places and people are going to respect you, not because of your wisdom, not because of your education that God has given you, but because of the anointing, because of the anointing, because of the anointing. The Lord is saying that in a very short time, I just sense in a very short time, know what it is, but in a very short time, God is about to do a quick work in your life, a quick work that is going to be noised abroad. It's going to be something beyond what you thought. But what God is saying is that what you're experiencing right now, what you're experiencing right now is he's doing something to draw you closer to him because there's been there's been, you, you've been connected, you pray, you seek God, but then, but there's been a certain place, you haven't crossed the threshold yet. There's, I just sense that there's been a blockage, there's been something that has kind of blocked you from, from going all the way. I mean, you, you've gone to a certain level, you know the word, uh, you prayed, but, but there's been a blockage, there's been a hindrance, and what God is working out in your life, he's moving that wall out of the way. He's moving that wall out of the way. And now he has you at a point where you're solely focused on him. This is a season. You're in a season to seek the Lord. You're in a season, says the Lord, to draw near to me. And the Lord is saying he wants you to stay close to him. He wants you to stay close to him. What just happened, like you just recently got married and the Lord has brought you a wonderful man of God. But understand this, God is doing a work in his life too. I don't know what it is, but God is doing something in his life and he brought the two of you together and you all are going to big places. I don't know what it is, but I just sense a ministry. I, I sense a ministry. I sense something that is bigger than what the two of you could ever imagine. I just sense that there's going to be something that you're going to be in the spirit. You're going to lead peoples. 
You're going to lead people. People are going to listen to your voices. And God is saying, don't worry about, don't worry about all the, the little things that you're going through right now. God said, those are little things. Those, those, are, those are small. That's not the issue. That's not the issue. He got that. That's not what God is doing in your life. He said, you, you're focused on the wrong thing. It's not about that. He said, he said, it's about me. It's about me. I'm doing something in your life that you're finally going to find the peace and the joy and the contentment that have eluded you for so many years. I'm bringing it into your life, says the Lord. I'm bringing it into your life. I'm bringing it into your life. I'm bringing it into your life. Wait and see, says the Lord. For this work that he's doing is going to be a quick work. You better get ready. Put your seatbelt on. Because things are getting ready to happen. Hallelujah. Things are getting ready to happen. Father, I thank you for our sister, Lord. Father, I thank you for this mighty woman of God. Lord, she is a blessing in the kingdom, Lord. I thank you for where you're taking her. Father God, you're going to make her famous for your glory. Father God, you're bringing your, your, oh Jesus, the Lord is just connecting your heart with his heart. You're going to feel him in like you never felt him before. There's going to be a love and a devotion to God that, that is going to go much deeper than you ever thought. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this daughter's life, Lord God. Father, and I thank you, Lord God, that her husband, Lord, that you've given her, Lord God, that you're going to use them mightily. They're going to be one in the spirit, Father God, that you're going to cover every concern. Not beyond that, Father God, you're going to take them to high places. There's a high anointing, God. There's a classy anointing, God. There's a beauty to what God is doing in your life. There's a beauty that God is bringing about in your life. The Lord is saying that you are a song. You are a beautiful song that he's making your life. Stand firm, my sister, in the Lord. Draw near to him. Mm. There's been some relationships. There's been some problems. It's been hard for you to trust over the years. You've been hurt. But the Lord wants you to know he's healing all of that. That there's an openness. Hallelujah. There's a freedom of grace to love, to reach out. Because it's that love, that anointing, the love that God is going to use to connect with people. You're going to connect with people. God is healing you. He is making a whole ministry out of your life. It is just the beginning. Oh, thank you. It's a new season, a new season. Embrace it. Embrace this season. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you so much, God. I'm excited about what you got prepared for Sandra and her husband, God. I thank you, Lord God, for bringing them into our lives that we get to spend time with them, Lord. I pray, God, that you protect the anointing. Protect, Lord God, everything that you've given them. Protect, Lord God, the grace, the call, the, the, the vision, Father God, the dream, Lord God. I pray that you would stand firm for her and her family, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that her daughter, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Her, your, your daughter is going to be a strong woman of faith. Glory to God. I see, wow, oh, Jesus. I see big things. Glory to God. She is going to be a leader among women. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She's going to be a leader. She is going to be super anointed. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing. And it's not about, it's not because of anything you've done. It's because of him. It's because of him. It's because he called. He put one up, he put one down. And what he's doing in his life is just 
you're just going to have to sit back and just trust him and just watch what he does. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in her life. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Come on, Diva, let's pray for Diva. Hallelujah. Come on, let's, uh, we just, we just close it right up here, if y'all don't mind, to come up. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for our sister. Thank you for diving, Lord. Thank you. The Lord would say it's been a long, long journey for you. There's been many false starts. There's been many disappointments along the way. The Lord would say that many have misunderstood you. They don't know your heart. You have been wrongly portrayed, characterized. But the Lord says you have a sweet and a gentle spirit. God has made you a person to feel so that you might love him and that you might pour out that same love to other people. But the Lord has taken you, Sister Diva, to a place, to a wealthy place. He's been preparing you. And the Lord is saying, stay faithful. Keep doing what I told you to do. Walk with me. Stay connected to me. I know what I put in you, says the Lord. You have a desire. You have a desire to minister because I put that gift in you, says the Lord. And you will minister. But I sense the Lord is saying, don't, don't fear. Don't fear. The Lord is saying, be happy with who I made you to be. He's saying, be yourself. Be who you are. Don't be ashamed. Don't worry about trying to impress people. Don't worry about none of that. You're not a people pleaser. Be a God pleaser. The Lord is saying what he's doing in your life and what he has been doing in your life, that nothing is going to be able to stop it, what he has, has for you. For you would do great things and you would preach to peoples and you would teach large crowds hallelujah God said don't worry about your imperfections don't worry about all of that he said you don't even need to meditate on it just know that I'm with you the Lord is saying don't think too much just trust me he says you think too much don't think too much don't think just stay close to me there's a struggle for you at times to stay connected with God. There's a struggle. 
and some things easily lure you away. But God is saying, in this season of your life, you need to be closer to me than you've ever been before. Because I'm establishing you, says the Lord. I'm bringing you into a wealthy place, a place of victory, a place of blessing. The things that concern you, the issues in your home, whatever they are, God is saying that he's fixing all of that. He's going to use all of that in order to propel you to the next level. I sense the Lord is saying that in this season, you need to listen and not talk so much. He said, you need to listen to his voice. Just listen to his voice. You need to be in a place where you're really listening to him because God is speaking. He's really speaking. He's going to be speaking a lot of things to you. Because what he has for you, <laughs> what he has for you, it's going to be bigger than even what you think. He says, look not on man, but it's about me. I'm the one who called you. I remember those moments you spent in my presence, those intimate moments when you cried to me many days, many nights, many days, many years you cried, you shed tears. I know all of that, and, and that's the diver that he wants. That's the diver that he wants. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord God. The ear has not heard, the eye has not seen what God has prepared for our sister, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you for Diva, Lord. I thank you for the blessing that she brought into our lives and to our church. And Father, she served faithfully, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're taking her to a new level, that you're removing the fear and the apprehensiveness. And there's a boldness that's coming over her life. There's a boldness that's going to come to you, Diva. But not a, not, a, not, a, not a worldly kind of boldness, but a boldness that is very, very drawing of people, a kind of boldness that, that, that people are going to be drawn to you. It's a glorious boldness. It's a righteous boldness. It's a righteous boldness. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our daughter. And Lord, I, we know the best is yet to come. Hallelujah, God. We thank you for the victory. I thank you for, Lord God, what you're doing in our husband, Larry. Lord, and how you're working in his life. Father God, we love you tonight. And God, we're so ecstatic about the possibilities that is coming. Father God, I pray you would help them. I pray, God, that you would bring about breakthroughs and miracles and supernatural things happening. And just a little things to just let them know that you're with them. Just little things, Lord. Little things. Just little things that you would do to send a message that you're going to do a great work in their life. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that what you're doing in their lives, and they're going to continue to be a tremendous blessing to the body of Christ because you're going to do it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. God bless you, my sister.
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father God, for your sweet presence that's here tonight, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to come into your throne room once again, Father God, and to lay out our supplications to you, Father God. We know by faith, Father God, that all the prayers that went up to you, Father God, you heard, Lord. And we thank you for having your ears open to our prayers, Father God. And we believe.